0: Let's roll. Level three already. The quickest under in Sports Talk Radio. This is Sports Rage. Rick Saratello will hop up and in. Uh, me and Matthias will hit the uh, the Women's World Cup before we're done. We've already got to play it on the under two and a half in this game, and three and a half. If you tuned in to Game Time Decisions tonight, I took the Atlanta Braves in a parlay. I didn't want to lay the minus 200 with the Braves. In hindsight, we could have laid uh, the run line. They won 11-3. But we took the Braves parlayed with the under 2.5 in the soccer game, and that's plus 130. It was pretty nice because the under 2.5 is minus 188, and um, at least it was... Uh, when we started the show, we'll get you the updated numbers, and then I decided to do another one. I took the Atlanta Braves to win in under three and a half, just a little bit of a uh, li- little bit of a cushion, a little bit of an insurance uh, policy. And I said it was 188. It's actually gone up. It's minus 211 right now. Wow, minus 211, under two and a half, minus 211, over two and a half is currently plus 160. So. At least we got in earlier at the at the uh, minus 188 and put it in the, in the parlays. So we'll get to uh, to the soccer game before we're done. And we should note the league's cup is tomorrow night, which this thing is going to be lit. And at least the league's cup, isn't it, uh, in the middle of the night for those of you on the East Coast? I don't mind this one in the morning tonight. Actually, Matthias, it's not a bad time. I usually, honestly, I usually go to sleep around like four, anyways. To be honest, three um, thirty four. I tried I don't like uh, it gets bright early here, so I don't like uh, being up when it's when the sun's coming up So I try to beat the I'm like man. It's getting late Uh, I can tell with the birds there's, a, there's the same birds, man. They start, like, coming around, man, at, like, 3.30 in the morning. It's sort of like a, a sign for me. They're like, yeah, I should probably start winding this thing down. But uh, good, good start time tonight, 1 o'clock for us. And then uh, watch this game. And I like the fact there's not, not a bunch of games after that, so I won't get caught up in this. So we'll get to, we'll get to the soccer after. I've got football fever uh, right now. It's getting real. And I want to go over to point spreads for week two. There's a couple of numbers that really surprise me here. And we just talked about the Raiders and the Rams game. But the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens have now won 24 in a row. They just keep doing it, right? So the streak lives. They've won 24 in a row. There's Monday night football next week. I lose track of days, but I believe it is Monday. So, in other words, next Monday there's Monday night football. And it is the Baltimore Ravens. In a, you know, in, a, in a rivalry game against the Washington Commanders. As it is right now, the Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites. The Ravens are minus 165 on the money line. Now, this is seven days away right now, but I guarantee you by the time that this game kicks off, the Ravens are going to be like minus 250 or something on the money line. Like this these are these are like early numbers and only real hardcores and sharps and sort of pros and people with bankrolls are going to be betting preseason games a week in advance. But that number surprises me. They were too heavily favored against Philadelphia. Now this is like too light against Washington. The Late Night Anger Management Class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Maranci. The pitch, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bustlers, but everybody else in between. The quickest 100 minutes in Sports Talk Radio. We haven't forgotten that there is a World Cup soccer match tonight, the Women's World Cup. It's been an epic tournament. We never really uh, – we'll get to it a little bit later on. We never really recapped it because we were on Friday, and I didn't get to it last night. Um, we were on Friday, but the game came on after that. France and Australia. France and Australia – one of the craziest soccer games men or women's that I've ever seen and various various even hell even like men's players like I saw Arsenal players tweeting about it watching it and stuff they were like this is the craziest penalty kicks I've ever seen in my life it really was just like <laughs> Like Australia like France had opportunities to win. Australia it was like, wow, it's gonna end and nope, no, nope. and it just kept going and going and the drama was just building. And somehow the Matildas have played themselves into the final four. So we'll get to that. We've got Rick Saratella stepping up and then we'll talk some NFL football as the preseason rolls on. We've got point spreads for week two. And uh, we got the Cleveland Browns and the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday night football. The Eagles are laying four points. The total is 37 and a half. One thing that we saw in week one of the preseason and even in the Hall of Fame game went over the number, there were a lot of points scored, all right? Uh, there were a lot of points put up on the board, uh, but not by the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers got shut down and shut out. Uh, the Panthers are getting three against the New York Giants this week. The number, let's just cut to the chase here. The number that catches my eye the most is the Baltimore Ravens. And the fact that the Baltimore Ravens win streak continues, yet the Ravens are laying minus 165 on the money line only right now. This game is going to be on television as well on Monday Night Football next week. So that it's going to be magnified. Just imagine, like, this is a week away, right? So just imagine, like, next Monday when people actually sort of start to realize, oh, there's a football game on TV tonight, like, you know, like, real TV, like, Monday night football type of deal. And then they're going to clue in that the Baltimore Ravens haven't lost since um, 2015 in the preseason. This number really surprises me. And if you have the, the bankroll, I would suggest to jump in on the Baltimore Ravens now. The Ravens aren't going to want to lose and have this streak broken on national television against the hated Washington Commanders. the late night anger management class rick saratella hops up and let's talk nfl football countdown to kickoff is on
2: this is sports Ridge. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid
3: sportsgrid.com VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
1: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
3: Learn
4: more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen posed that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore
0: The late-night anger management class continues. This is Rage. I am Gabriel Moretz. Here's the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, on the Rick Saratella's and everybody else in between the creator and founder of the NFL Draft Bible, all-access football.com's Rick Saratella, who's been pounding the pavement and was out on the field over the weekend. While we were watching NFL preseason and uh, CFL regular season games, Rick was in Westchester, Pennsylvania, breaking it down. Another hub. Rick, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks
5: for having me, Gabriel Morenzi, Here to uh, temper a little of that anger, baby.
0: So I saw uh, I saw the pictures that you posted uh, from the practice field. It looked like it was a great turnout. You had some great coaches, including Super Bowl winning coaches from the Philadelphia Eagles staff.
5: Yeah, I loved it. Great experience. Coach John D. Filippo, good friend Tony Rasiopi, uh, Tom Goodhines from the Hub, which is now Grid Football Camp. They they converted the name and uh, continued the brand. But, yeah, great talent. Ahmad Lyons, I'll I'll just throw that one name out there. Really caught my attention. I wrote him up a couple years back at a Wagner University, an undersized safety, best player on the field. I mean, he was making highlight reel interceptions all over the field. Also returns kicks. So any teams out there looking for a safety, cornerback, nickel, kick returner, Ahmad Lyons at a Wagner, really under the radar guy.
0: And that's pretty cool that a current – a current coach as well. When you have USFL and XFL coaches that are attending uh, these grid camps and these hubs, it shows the players that, you know what, I, I can get into the XFL, I can get into the USFL, and that's a direct uh, line into into potentially an NFL tryout.
5: As of this recording, 50 XFL players and 30 USFL players are currently in NFL training camps signed in NFL training camps. So 80 players from spring developmental leagues are in NFL training camps. And so, yeah, I told all the guys, we, we vetted 300 players. We invited 50 guys out there in Philadelphia. And I said, we're going to have success stories out of this camp. And uh, this is the first time in my life, 22 years of covering football, that there's 52 consecutive weekends of professional football where you can earn a living playing football. I, I love it.
0: You could actually ask yourself, too, if you're the NFL where would you be? What kind of trouble would you be in with the teams being without uh, these leagues and these players that well, are getting it, developed, right? I mean, they should probably start dropping a couple of dimes into the pockets and saying, "Look, guys, if we're getting 50 to 80 players a year from these leagues, it's it's not going to be good for us if they go out of business. I got news for you, Gabe. I mean, they, the NFL PA, I don't know if you
5: saw the news, the PA Bowl is no more. The NFL is putting the clamp down on the – Tropical Bowl and the College Gridiron Showcase. You can no longer have an all-star game if you charge players, if you don't have a game like the College Gridiron Showcase. So we suddenly went from like six or seven all-star games to just the Senior Bowl, the Shrine Bowl, and the Hula Bowl. That's it. So the need for the Spring Developmental League, USFL and XFL, just got a whole lot stronger.
0: Rick Saratella uh, kicking it with us. So uh, Rick, uh, I want to talk about some of the preseason performances this week. Let's start off actually, and I'll ask you about Sean Clifford because you were in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Right? And of course, Sean Clifford, Penn State, Nittany Lion, uh quarterback. And I know some of the uh some of his coaches were actually there uh this weekend. And Clifford, uh Clifford looked pretty good for the Green Bay Packers. I tell you he looked really good as Jordan Love. Like I'm I'm down with this. I think he's poised to really break out. I like the Packers win total over seven and a half a lot this year, but they're liking what they're seeing. From Sean Clifford. Some people wondered about the draft pick, uh, but they like him and they like what they saw from him. Oh, and by the way, they
5: cut Danny Etling right away after a couple of days because they believe in Sean Clifford. So we actually did have him out at the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl, as well as Malik Cunningham, who played well this weekend. I did catch that. And Tony Rassiopi, yes, was one of the quarterback coaches out at the grid football camp in Philly. Uh, it was a big night for him because I was watching. Adrian Martinez uh, of uh, the Lions faced Tommy DeVito of the Giants, two guys he was training, and then he had Sean Clifford, so he came with a big smile on his face. But, you know, to your point, Jordan Love, I think what you got to worry about there, Gabe, I scouted him in person when he was out there at Utah Utah State. Sometimes he feels like he's got to put the team on his back. Now, hopefully that's been reeled in as a pro, but he will make the occasional interception that has you scratching your head and you have to hope as a first-year starter he can limit those turnovers. That was my concern with him coming out of college. If you look back his final year, he had a ton of interceptions, and they were coming in bunches three, four in, in, in a single game.
0: I can't dis- I can't dispute that, but the fact of the matter is he's been behind Aaron Rodgers for so long. Sure. He's been in an NFL system, or at least in practicing. I think he understands just sort of do what Matt LaFleur tells him to do, and he'll be successful. They're very confident in that young man, absolutely. And they should be, they, you know, they should be, he's got talent and they've got a lot of talent and Hey, they uh, got Alex around him and they got Magoo as well, who you and I both love not getting a lot of reps though. It really seems to be, and and you sort of get it because they need to get love reps. And it seems like Clifford's could end up being the backup quarterback, which is pretty crazy actually, isn't that? You have a first year starter and then you're going to have a rookie as the backup. Well, you know, I think that's a
5: byproduct too. Like this COVID year, if you look at the quarterbacks that are coming out, like he's a five-year starter at the level that says something like look at um, Stetson Bennett, he's going to play. He's going to play a lot and he's going to do well. He's got all this experience playing in college football. That's Bill Parcells had this formula back in the day that it kind of took from Bill Walsh game started completion percentage uh, winning record as a starting quarterback. And while that, philosophy has kind of dwindled down and died out and, and the whole new school has come in i still believe in it and i think there's something to be said with experience in-game live bullets you've seen a lot of different scenarios and there's something to be said about that
0: adrian martinez interesting quarterback he got buried in college because he wasn't winning games yet if anybody saw him play in nebraska i don't know if there was a quarterback that was running for his life more than this dude was Like he was really, he had to make plays. So yeah, there were going to be turnovers, but he had to make plays. He was better when he transferred to K-State and with with a better football team. So he's trying to stick now to National Football League. And it's a cold world, isn't it? Because um, he leads the Detroit Lions to a comeback uh, drive. They beat the the New York Giants. And his reward is less reps. (laughs) His reward was less reps after. And uh, the Detroit Lions sent Teddy Bridgewater. Interesting developments in Detroit right now.
5: Yeah, a $3 million bargain bin, right? Because Hendon Hooker, I would redshirt that young man. That's a wise move. And you get a guy like Teddy Bridgewater who started so many games, has won ball games in the NFL. That's a great stopgap quarterback to have. You know, I like how Detroit is constructed. And yes, you're right. Go play well, young man. But hey, in comes Teddy Bridgewater. And listen, you know, it's funny. It came up. We were talking about Adrian Martinez. We haven't seen a quarterback get murdered like that since DeAndre Francois freshman season at Florida State and I believe that kind of hindered his development and he's still out there trying to latch on and, and playing in these developmental leagues but man uh, somebody said it's an arms race with the CFL the XFL the USFL but I got news for you man 17 plus 21 game seasons. it's an arm if you don't have a good quarterback in the NFL you're really not that good.
0: I think the Detroit Lions as well. We were just talking about if you're the Green Bay Packers. Okay, yeah, you like Clifford. Love goes down. you got a rookie quarterback suddenly. You've got a problem. I like the fact that the Detroit Lions are addressing this, and no. We're a good football team. We have high aspirations. If something happens to Jared Goff, we don't want our season automatically to be erased. And Teddy Bridgewater can come in and manage this thing. Hendon Hooker not ready to play football. Adrian Martinez isn't an NFL starting quarterback uh, right now. But one thing with Martinez... He might be better than we realized, actually, or people realize. Sort of like a goalie, Rick, like on really bad teams, if he's given up like eight goals a game or something, and people think, wow, look at his goals against that. like, no, he plays on a terrible team. So he has a lot of experience, Martinez. Like he's gotten reps. He's run for his life. He's played in big games. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, his development. Like you said, man, three three quarterbacks dressing now. There's room for these guys. There, there there's, there's room. So speaking of the um, guys with experience, I want to get your thoughts on Aiden O'Connell actually might be the one smart, good thing the Raiders have done in the last like hundred years. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I went
5: on all these uh, uh, radio shows leading up to the draft. They're like, yo, Rick, you you know, why are you so high on Aiden O'Connell? I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, well, you have him as a top five quarterback. You have him as your fourth quarterback. And, Nobody else is listening in that high. So, well, uh, that's news to me, but did you ever see that young man play? Did you ever see the ice in his veins? Did you ever see his ability to throw darts or spray the football all over the field? I mean, this guy's a leader of men. You ever see this guy run a two-minute drill? Uh, Aiden O'Connell, man, this guy's gonna start more games than Jimmy Garoppolo. I believe he's gonna be in the race. We talked about the uh, rookie of the year candidacy. Aiden O'Connell, put him in the book, man. Jimmy G, not adorable guy. We saw what happened in San Francisco last year. If he goes down, I believe Aiden O'Connell has something to say with this NFL season.
0: The late night anchor man the class. We're talking football with Rick Zaratella, all access. Now. Let's do this thing. Bring it.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then
3: get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
0: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
3: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You
0: might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. Tracks Late night continues. I am Gabriel Brett. countdown to kickoff is on. We're breaking it down with Rick Zaratella, dot allaccessfootball.com. So uh Rick Aiden O'Connell, I know you're very high on him, talking about offensive rookie of the year on 60 to 1. Woo. It's a big time, big time payout. Uh payout uh for Aiden O'Connell at 60 to 1 and I tell you what, if some if one of these young quarterbacks has an opportunity to potentially get on the field and actually be the starter for his football team, it's Aiden O'Connell. I mean, guys, the quarterback in front of him is Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Not exactly an Iron Man of consistency of staying on the football field. If you're Aiden O'Connell, you have a legitimate chance of being the starting quarterback this year.
5: Well, we just talked about it last segment, Gabe. Four-year starter in the Big Ten. I mean, this guy has a ton of experience. He's won a lot of ball games. He doesn't get rattled. You know, he's got great size. He's a pocket passer. He can absorb hits, takes the big hit to make the throw. And I think he's got a high football intelligence. I like his chances. I think you're going to see a lot of Aiden O'Connell. Uh, Clayton Toon in Arizona, I think, is a guy. You know, Colt McCoy, I think he has a TV deal to be an analyst somewhere. If, if Kyle Murray's and his uh, his get-up there with his new gear uh, isn't ready to go week one, I think Clayton Toon could get the start there in Arizona. And I, I, think,
0: I think the Cardinals are a train wreck waiting to happen. I don't... I don't really get what the Cardinals see in Colt McCoy and why they love Colt McCoy as much as they do. And, you know, hey, it is, it is what it is. Kyler Murray's not going to be the quarterback. He's not ready to go. They need a starting quarterback this year. And Clayton Toon is doing the best that he can. Well, you know, if anything, Clayton Toon's making making the team. He's going to be in the National Football League. I gotta believe they're probably gonna end up going with Colt McCoy as their starter, but a pretty good debut for uh, for Clayton Toon. 13 of 23, 135 yards. Threw a nice touchdown pass in the eighteen seventeen win, and uh, led that drive, which was very impressive. Game winning drive. Yeah, and anytime you get a quarterback
5: that can deliver in the clutch, you gotta you gotta pay a little bit more attention. So I expect him to get a little bit more run, a little bit maybe some reps with the one squad, right, and get some first team reps and see how he does there. But I mean, I think there's a chance too, like. Colt McCoy at, at, at a certain point, like there's a couple quarterbacks sitting there in, in the free agent market. I know like to your point, what's the what's the value of having a Colt McCoy on your team? He's not winning any ballgames.
0: <laughs> unless you're trying to lose.
5: Well, that could be a theory.
0: Yeah, unless, unless you know, if you're just saying, you know what, we don't, we're going to lose and we'll let. Thing is, Colt McCoy isn't mobile. He gets hurt all the time and he's going to get hurt. So there's another instance where Clayton Toon, get ready. You're probably going to end up on the football field at some point uh, this year. It'll be a nightmare if Tanner McKee ends up on a football field this year for the Philadelphia Eagles. But uh, Tanner McKee does make his debut sixth rounder out of Stanford, um, was sort of hit or miss uh, when he was out there. But I do, I know they do like him. I know you're not, you're not the biggest fan of Tanner, right? What's your thoughts on Tanner? What are you hearing about him with Philadelphia in the camp?
5: Well, yeah, he has all the tools, never really stayed healthy at all at Stanford and never really put it all together. So like you say, oh, man, that's a good-looking quarterback, first one off the bus. Uh, You know, he does have two left feet in the pocket, not a whole lot of mobility. But give credit to the Eagles, man. I always talk about Howie Roseman, and we talk about that Bill Walsh philosophy. The 49ers always drafted a quarterback every single year in the draft. If you remember, they always had a quarterback in the pipeline, Montana, Young, Gerback, Bono. Uh, the, it was on and on and on. And the Eagles have done that, whether it's drafted or undrafted free agents. They bring in the, the, the high-profile pri- undrafted free agents and try to see if they can find something because, as you see, look at what they flipped Carson Wentz for. So, you know, I look at a team like the New Orleans Saints. They got a guy in Jameis Winston. I mean, that guy, you know, he could probably start for a handful of teams around the league, or if there's a starter that goes down in season, why, why not roll the dice on a guy like that?
0: Rick Saratella kick it was. So speaking of Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston with the New Orleans Saints uh, right now. They've got an interesting quarterback room and a pretty damn good quarterback room, actually. You've got Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, and our boy Jake Hainer made his debut. Uh, Rick, he throws an early interception, but he bounces back. Uh, game-winning drive, 10 to 17, 105 yards. You know I'm a big fan of Jake Hainer. I like his, uh, his spirit, his competitiveness. You and I talked about at the college All-Star Games what a leader he was and... You know, players just gravitate uh, towards him. He won the MVP of uh, of the All-Star game that he was in. I like him a lot. No reason why he's not going to stick. Um, and he just has to bide his time here. I mean, as you stated, Jameis Winston is is now a backup quarterback in the National Football League. They just signed Derek Carr. Yet, how much longer will, will Winston be there? I think eventually, Jay Kaner has an opportunity to, uh, to be the quarterback, potentially.
5: No doubt, and I think you got to see and how how it all plays out. Like if there's an injury, then you got to capitalize. And if you see that Hainer is capable to be the backup, maybe you think about flipping Winston. So Hainer, big game Hainer, he's rallied Fresno State. He put that team on his back. I think part of the high again high interception uh, ratio just because there wasn't a lot of talent around him, right? He had to put the team on his back. He was the guy, and he tried to, and he. Brought the team back a lot of rallies, more so than failing. You know, a couple times there, game ended in an interception the other way. But you know, he's big game hater, and I think he's got a a a long term future as a backup quarterback, stopgap guy.
0: What did you think of C.J. Stroud? He really wasn't on the field uh, that much. Uh, He got sacked. He threw the interception. He was two two of four for thirteen yards. You've got to get him some reps out there. But it appears as though Davis Mills is the better quarterback uh, right now it'll be interesting to see if Houston want to win now or whether like what they're like, who do you think starts in week one?
5: You know, I think so. Like rookie quarterbacks are case by case. If I'm the Houston Texans, I have no benefit of playing Davis mills because we started him how many years he didn't show any improvement. He's plateaued. I know what I have. I'm trying to grow. I got a new head coach. I'm trying to grow a new quarterback, let them grow and have share the same pain. Grow together with these growing pains. Get them out of the way this year. We're not making the playoffs, guys. Okay, let's learn and grow and take our aches and pains because we'll be that much better next year. Now, I can't sit here and tell you that I told saw much of it because I told you I was traveling. But I, I'm not worried about C.J. Stroud. I think he'll show flashes. He'll have his share of uh, roller coaster rides as a rookie to be as expected for any rookie quarterback. But I think at the end of the day, he's going to be a better quarterback for it. If he starts out there in week one, now if he starts taking a, a pounding and the offensive line can't get it done, you know maybe then you put Davis Mills in there just to absorb some of that bruising. But I, I would I would go with Stroud from day one.
0: Rick Saratella kicking it with us. I am Gabriel Mrensi. So Rick, I want to talk about these are not rookie, rookie quarterbacks, uh, but uh, second year guys that a lot of eyes are on. And let's talk about Justin Fields. Justin Fields looked great, which uh, is with the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, there were some yards after the catch type of stuff. But I think the Bears offense, they were very happy about what they saw. And and Pittsburgh as well, man, with Kenny Pickett. That's a tough division that the Pittsburgh Steelers are in. But we see this Pickett and Pickens thing is uh, is the real deal. And uh, Steelers and Kenny Pickett looked really, really crisp. A lot of like, as they said, the game's just like everything's moving slower for Kenny already. You can see him getting better on a weekly basis last year. But a big difference with Kenny Pickett. They're talking about just how he's processing information. I'm expecting a pretty big year from him in the Steelers offense, actually. Yeah,
5: another guy with a ton of collegiate experience. Stayed an extra year when he could have came out. Got that benefit of seeing all those live bullets. And he's very cerebral. He's a leader of men. People gravitate towards him. If you ever went to a pit practice, the Panthers or the Steelers, uh, you can see, like, the players want to run through the wall for this guy. Because he puts in the work. He's the first one in the building. The last one out the door. All the it factors that people talk about. And Justin Fields, I think this guy has even more of a ceiling. because His upside is, I expect him to take a big next step in his development. Now, they've stacked up some depth at the wide receiver. There's a lot of injury-riddled guys uh, 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 like Mooney. There's some uh, character concern guys like uh, Mega uh, Mapletron. Uh, but I'll tell you what, man. If the wide receiver court now there's a lot of it's involved but if they stay healthy at wide receiver they got a big pass catching red zone mismatch at tight end i'm telling you what gabe at the end of the year justin fields if he takes the next step as i expect i think he'll be talked about as a top five quarterback in the national football league
0: russell wilson was a top five quarterback in the national football league people will have their question marks it's very difficult to judge, especially a veteran player and a limited preseason appearance. But some people around the Denver Broncos are kind of saying and thinking, you know what? There's not really a lot. He doesn't really look any different this year than he did last year, to be honest. Like, you know, let's see let's see him actually play real games and have a chance in this Sean Payton offense before we start hitting a panic button. But where are you at with Russell Wilson right now?
5: Well, one, Arizona was winning the social media contest because if you saw the Tiffany Gomez meme with Russell Wilson after they beat the Broncos, that was gold. And two, (laughs) I thought that the Jarrett Stidham uh, free agent acquisition was kind of like one of those mega under-the-radar signings because he signed Stidham with the intention there, like, hey, Russell, you might have a short leash. Like, if we get six weeks in and we're two and four, I got a guy here, Jarrett Stidham, like, let's not forget, he looked pretty damn good running that uh, Raiders offense last year. So I thought that was, we're talking about backup quarterbacks. I thought Stidham to the Broncos was one of the more under-the-radar off-season acquisitions.
0: Last guy I want to bring up, actually. We talked about the uh, the Detroit Lions, but Jameer Gibbs looked really good, actually. Yeah. You know, a lot of people wondered about that draft pick. Wow, well, you didn't need to do it and take him that high, but they liked them, and we see why. He's going to get a lot of playing time, bro. I'll
5: tell you what, man. This kid is like, the real deal, and I wouldn't be surprised if he has a more productive season than Bijan Robinson. Like, he's that good. Uh, you talk about a guy like Ladanian Tomlinson who had an impact in the running game and the passing game. I think Jamar Gibbs, and we've been critical of the Lions' backfield uh leading up to the preseason, but I think that the backfield is a stronger unit overall. And Jamar Gibbs, man, this guy, this guy. He's a ping-pong ball. Like, you remember Chris Berman back in the day? Zip, dip, boom. I mean, that that's the soundtrack to the Jameer Gibbs highlight reel.
0: He's a plus 900 to uh, to win offensive rookie of the year. Rick Saratella, All Access Football. Thanks for the time, Rick. Love you, baby. The late-night anger match for Cross continues. Bring it. Oh, yeah. Thanks to Vinny Bonsignor for kicking it with us. George Kurtz, Sean Higgs, Rick Saratella. We had a full house as usual. So uh, the soccer game starts in a little more than an hour's time. As we stated, uh, we're on an Atlanta Brave. We took the Atlanta Braves to win, and I parlayed it with under 2.5. I got that at plus 130. And I also played the Atlanta Braves, and I parlayed it with the under 3.5 just for a little bit of insurance policy. But just for the record let's take a look at what's uh what's one and a half so uh let's uh, over under one and a half is um wow it's not, it doesn't even pay that much all right actually no that's not bad actually that's not bad so it's uh it's plus two sixty under one and a half right now that's actually pretty good. Uh, it's not it's not a bad uh, payday so uh, for, for under one and a half if you're feeling bold which it wouldn't surprise me look if it goes to penalty kicks anything can happen it wouldn't shock me if someone won an extra time actually it's just anything can happen in this Women's World Cup but you know, the thing that I'm most comfortable with is the is the under I like the under two and a half and I do think this game could really end up as a draw man. Like, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, nil-nil wouldn't surprise me. 1-1 wouldn't surprise me. I think, like, if one of the teams scores, that both of the other teams are strong enough to, to sort of, like, not crumble right away and to potentially tie it. We also have a same-game parlay under 3.5 goals. Under three-and-a-half cards and over seven-and-a-half corner kicks at, like, minus 110. (laughs) I'll post my picks on Twitter, too, at SportsRage. Other than that, you're on your own. Later.
4: Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee Governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen posed that question to guests like Paul Ryan.